0: Hello, I'm Simon Jones. And
1: I'm Steph McKenna.
0: You're listening to episode 83 of the Writing Life podcast from the National Centre for Writing. We're a weekly podcast for anyone who writes. And we're recording this on 12th of March 2020 here at Dragon Hall. Today we have an interview with Ayabami Adebayo conducted by Flo Reynolds. I think this is Flo's third appearance on the podcast mm-hmm. this year, which is great. This is actually an interview that Flo did about a year ago. And yeah. And it's been sitting around in the archives for far too long, uh, but has now been discovered and dug out, because it's a great little interview.
1: I think it was just ahead of a headline event for UEA Live, which is one of our four events that we run with UEA.
0: Yes, and Aya was talking about her debut novel, Stay With Me. It's a really lovely chat about character and about, again, taking yourself seriously and when and why she started doing that, but also how with the themes of her book, she had to kind of reconcile them with her characters as mm. well and kind of get her own personality out the way so that the characters could be used to explore the themes anyway it's really good I don't want to spoil too much but meanwhile I would like to say hello to all our listeners from Erzurum
1: where's that that's in Turkey I'm terrible at geography so this is (laughs) this is teaching me something as well as being quite pleasant
0: yeah in the last month lots of lots of Turkish listeners oh brilliant don't know why I'd love to know why, which particular episode has drawn you in. Yeah, please tell us. Um, Yeah, do say hello. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the usual places. I'm very excited this week.
1: Tell me why you're excited.
0: I am excited because we just launched a whole load of new online courses. I did really know why you'd be excited
1: (laughs) because this is very exciting. Yes. Tell everyone what our new online courses are about.
0: Okay so for several years we've had Creative Writing Online Mm -hmm. which we put together uh, in partnership with the University of East Anglia and these are really fantastic long form courses so they're 12 or 24 week long. You have an active tutor, you go through it with up to 50 other students Uh, so if you're looking for that kind of course they're really wonderful but what we wanted to do was put together courses that were shorter Mm -hmm. uh, some free courses as well so that there's literally no barrier to entry whatsoever and we've been working on these for a while now and they just went live today so we have six new courses three of which are free There's productivity courses from Ben Johncock, Mm -hmm. which uh, if you're struggling with writer's block or just find that you don't quite manage to get as many words down per week as you'd like, then those courses are fantastic. Uh, And we have Ian Nettleton, who people who've come to workshops here at Dragon Hall will know who Ian is.
1: We do like to joke that it's the National Centre for Ian Nettleton sometimes.
0: Yes, his courses are very popular and we now have this online course from him which is a three-part science fiction course which deals in world building, which is important to any genre but for science fiction in particular it's essential. Uh, That's a free course and then if you want to go further you can explore creating characters and working on plots in science fiction, all of which are joy-good fun. Uh, And we also have another course which we put together ourselves, which is called Know Your Publishing Options. And this gives a kind of whistle-stop tour through the different ways that you can get your book published these days. It's about making sure that everyone is aware of the choices they have and what are the good choices and the bad choices. And that will change quite a lot depending on what kind of a book you're trying to put out. So to find out more about all of these courses, just head over to the nationalcentreforwriting.org.uk website and look for the online courses link from the homepage.
1: So now on to Ayobami's interview with Flo. Just to warn you before we get into the interview, the audio quality is a little bit stompy now and again because the interview took place downstairs. At Dragon Hall and upstairs, I think there were some people making movements across the big wooden floor of the Great Hall. So now and again, you might be slightly interrupted by some noises,
0: but we hope you enjoy. Yes, don't be concerned.
1: Don't be concerned.
2: Hi, am Vanley A very warm welcome to the National Centre for Writing. It's absolutely lovely to have you here with us. Thank you so much. Um, I'm so excited to talk to you about your debut novel, Stay Mm. With Me. I don't think I've ever seen a book where, on your website, the list of accolades that this book has garnered, shortlisted for the Baileys, Mm. shortlisted for the Welcome. I think it was pretty much everybody's book of the year,
3: 2017. Yeah. Um, It it, it was... was... (laughs) Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. I think you, you, can't, you can't shy away from it. You can't hide it. Um, it's, it's all there. And it's just had such a wonderful reception. It's really amazing to think that this is your, your debut novel. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder if you could tell us a little bit about your journey as a writer and how you came to write this
3: astonishing book. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started writing when I was pretty young. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I was a very quiet child, and writing was sort of one of the ways I made sense of the world. Yes. Because I found that I couldn't always articulate my thoughts mm-hmm. in the moment, so I would spend some time just writing things down. Um, after a while, I started making up stories, uh, writing poetry, writing a bit of some dramas. Um, all of this when I was about eight or nine. Yeah, But I think I really started thinking seriously about becoming a writer when I was about 16 and I was about to start university in Nigeria. And um, I suppose it was an instinct that was always there, it was always mm-hmm. desire, but that's when I sort of started taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. And by taking it seriously, I mean I started studying the novels I was reading as opposed to just reading them to yeah. enjoy them. Um, I started trying to pick apart those novels and figure out why they worked, how they worked, and um, if they didn't work. I think it was just a shift in the way I read books. That was the way it started. Then I studied literature, all the while I kept writing, um, and then after I got my first degree in literature, I came to England to do the MA at the University of East Anglia because. Yes. I need, really needed that time to concentrate and see if I could really do this.
2: Yeah, I, I wonder as well um, whether your time in Norwich yeah. its such a different setting to mm. the iveasure of mm. the novel, mm. but do you, would you say that um, an element of your time
3: here rubbed off mm. on, on this particular mm. book at all? I think so. Um, So I'd written a couple of drafts of the novel before I arrived in Norwich, but it was really here that I could finish it. Um, Because initially for the first maybe like five drafts, the structure wasn't working. Mm -hmm. And before I came here, I was either studying and writing this book or working in an office and writing this book. So I really didn't have time to think about it as Mm -hmm. much as I needed to. And being on the creative writing program meant that I spent weeks and weeks talking about structure, talking about form. That was very vital, it was very essential for this first novel. And I really had the time to literally sit down in my room in Kett House at the University of East Anglia and lay all the chapters out on the floor and really figure it out. Yeah. Um, so it was while I was here yeah. that I was able to tighten it and make it work. I, I sort of had the story, but it, it wasn't working on a structural level. Just thinking about that structure, mm-hmm. um, there are two
2: characters, two main characters, and mm-hmm. stay with me. Yejide and Akin, Mm. and I mean, they're they're such wonderful characters, they've really stayed with me Mm. months after reading the book, Um, I think because they were both so loving and lovely people, Mm. but at the same time they do terrible things and I had my head in my hands um, for much of the read going, please don't mess this up, oh no, they are messing it up, Ah." not to give away any spoilers. but I wonder how you came to craft those two characters mm. and their relationship, because it's so—I mean, it, it is the novel, really, mm. isn't it? Yeah, but it's, it's so subtly and brilliantly done. Um.
3: <laughs> so, I mean, I started thinking about Eugene's character first, and it was—I had lost a friend, and um, something about my friend's mother inspired me to write this character mm. um, who somehow manages to survive unspeakable loss, you know. So I started thinking about her. I was thinking about her for about two years before I actually started writing the novel. Yeah.
2: That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a long relationship it with somebody. <laughs>
3: um, but in terms of how they the two characters sort of interact with each other that took <laughs> I think about another four years to figure out because it was primarily trial and error with this book it was mm-hmm. that I had a mental image a very clear mental image about what their relationship was supposed to be mm-hmm. and my journey sort of with Trying to replicate that on the page in a way that I thought was effective and satisfactory to me as a writer, um, that didn't work in a lot of iterations. So one of the things at the heart of their relationship is that they can't say certain things to each other. Yeah, and. I mean, one of the first scenes I thought about in relation to this book, which never actually made it into the book, was a scene where Yejide has packed up her things and she's leaving. Mm. And she and Aki are having what is supposed to be their final argument in this marriage. And while they're standing in the living room having this argument, there are all these men sort of moving Yejide's things out of the house. And so I wrote this scene and I had the dialogue and I kept reading it again and again and again and I kept thinking to myself, there is something they're not saying. Um, And initially I thought to myself, they're not saying these things because there are other people in the room. Hmm. And then when I figured out what it was that they couldn't say, I thought to myself, what if they can't say it even when it's just the two of them? And, you know, that was what sort of broke everything um sort of crystallized rather everything for me um sort of what the heart of the novel would be and the structure the way the two of them sort of present their story all comes from that
2: yeah Mm. they they're kind of caught between aren't they they have such a strong family around them Mm. such strong family ties and at the same time there are just these kind of little hints of an unstable government mm. and kind of the effects that that's having yeah. on mm. their lives just mm. percolates mm. through mm. and i wonder if you could talk a little bit about how you have these two wonderful fictional characters who are so real and yet the real world occasionally mm. comes bursting in on them mm. and how you balanced the story yeah. with
3: with the context that mm-hmm. you were writing about mm-hmm. um Initially, it was, it was <laughs> initially it was a very political book, primarily mm. because I am obsessed with politics. Yeah. So <laughs> I wanted to say all the things. Yeah, you know, <laughs> make all the points. But it wasn't fiction. It wasn't working as fiction. Mm. You know um, I had an agenda, and for quite a while, I sort of stuck with it. Mm. And then I realized, you know what these two people really don't care about all those things. Um, all of this is going on on the outside politically in Nigeria. They can't escape it. Mm-hmm. But I think that at this point in their life, what they're going to do is try to insulate themselves as much as possible from that. Mm-hmm. And when I realized that, that became the story of their interaction with you know all of the political change that is going on. Um, so it's all this attempt to insulate. So there's um, a threat from hand robbers who send them mm-hmm. a letter that they're going to come and because they can afford to they hire private security mm-hmm. when they build their own house, to make sure the wall is really high, you know, and mm-hmm. nobody can scale it. But there's sort of a climax, a point of crisis where they can't escape the fact that The country is deteriorating, they can't escape the consequences of that. So that happens towards the end of the novel. And um, it was sort of letting go of what my own agenda was and really trying to listen, as bizarre as that might sound, to those these characters and what they would really notice about what was going on and what points their lives might intersect directly with the political realities of Nigeria in the, the nineteen eighties and the early 90s. in the nineteen eighties and the early nineties. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I think you're right that, that insulation <laughs>
2: it's it, it, you know, so much of it is about keeping their family safe. Mm. But I think it also kind of becomes a bit claustrophobic and yeah. it's the real mm-hmm. the real tension in the novel. Thank you so much. Well um I'll finish up by asking what's next for you after this wonderful book? What what do you have coming next?
3: so much an another novel. Another <laughs> novel. <laughs> yeah. Um I mean, it's still in early stages, so we'll see where it goes. But mm. yeah, it's another novel. Yeah, another novel. And <laughs> yeah. just
2: listening to the story again, I suppose, <laughs> where, where it wants to take you. Well, thank you so much, Ayobami.
1: Thank um, you. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and thanks to Ayobami and Flo.
0: And thanks to the stompy people for walking overhead.
1: If you have questions or you want to get in touch with us, you'll find us on Twitter and Instagram at Writer's Centre. We're on Facebook. Or you can head over to nationalcentreforwriting.org.uk to see our full range of programmes.
0: Please do rate, review and subscribe to the podcast because it helps other people to find it and makes us feel all shiny. Thanks again. Keep writing. We'll catch you on the next episode and make sure you wash your hands for at least 20 seconds.